So today is World Mental Health Day and I wanted to talk about the impact that positive training can sometimes have on our mental health. So whatever we want to call it, if it's positive training or force-free or reward-based, basically avoiding the use of punishment and particularly avoiding the use of tools and physical punishment and using more modern, more up-to-date methods such as avoiding the, you know, cry-out method with puppies and things like that. And so it's so similar as well to the new parenting style. And I say new, I mean, I'm new to parenting, so I guess it feels new to me, but it's kind but it is, it's kind of coincided with the same progression of dog training. So as we become more open-minded about how we should approach training, it seems to be the same in the world of parenting, which I found surprising how similar it was. Yeah, I thought it was quite similar, but the same arguments happen there as well. So, you know, uh, the old-fashioned advice was exactly the same as if you got a new puppy, you would put the baby to bed, shut the door, let them cry, let them cry themselves to sleep, basically. Apparently, the advice was so bad a long time ago that if the baby would cry so much they were sick doctors used to tell parents that they were trying they were being sick to try and manipulate them <laughs> which is the which is probably as ridiculous as some of some of the um dog training advice we hear sometimes of you know biting their ear or rubbing their nose in it or of you know, heard someone say the other day that to pee on the dog's stuff to say <laughs> your dominance, some of it, you just think, what what in the world would we ever think that was a good idea? Even if it, even if it worked, I mean, you've got a lot of clear up to do there. It's like the one eat before your dog. So that means you have to make a meal every time you want to eat before your dog. What if that's not convenient for you? It's just, it's not practical and it, it doesn't work. It's very old-fashioned. But anyway, I wanted to chat about it because I think when we get very passionate about that and we get very passionate about doing it the kindest way, that's great. And I think it's it's a beautiful thing, but I think it can have an impact on our mental health. And every aspect of training or dog ownership can or parenting because, you know, we're in charge of another being and that's what a lot of my posts are centred about is the the tough side of that. But I think particularly with going down the route of being patient and understanding and knowing that there's always a reason behind why behaviour is happening it's lovely, but it can really take a toll. And I thought of this the other day because I thought of, I went to my friend's house and she's she's not really doing the cry out method, but she does put her kids in a room and shut the door and they cry. And they eventually fall asleep. It doesn't take very long, but they do cry, which is the opposite of what I do. I lie, I co-sleep with my daughter still and, you know, I always cuddle her. 
um, until she falls asleep. So, but I just looked at the difference of me where I'm sometimes there for several hours going a little bit insane. And then I just looked at my friend who, who shut the door and poured herself a glass of wine, sat down and relaxed. And I thought, okay, so, the you know, sometimes, and it's why I say as well, sometimes you've just got to do what works for you. Now, personally, I still always going to cuddle my daughter because that's what feels right for me. But I also am not going to judge someone, you know, if, that, if they choose that, that route of just shutting the door and having a glass of wine because yeah sure if it had gone on for a long time then fair enough it's bordering on distress but I did kind of feel a little bit of envy there that she got this nice evening that I sometimes tend to lack but it got me thinking of you know the the mental health aspect that does come with this kind of training because you have to have so much more patience I feel like when we get really passionate about it we tend to take on a lot of a lot of things that shouldn't matter to us or or that we shouldn't concern ourselves with as well we start thinking about other people's dogs and how they're feeling and is there a way that we could change that and we start to take on a, a load that isn't perhaps meant for us which can also be tough and be hard and we feel more judged which we sometimes are I mean when you know when a child is playing up when a dog is playing up because we we still have a lot of this punishment or you should you should um you know correct this behavior instantly we feel this kind of judgment we feel this kind of guilt and it, it hangs over us a little bit and, you know, when we're working on separation anxiety, we want to go slowly and make our dogs feel comfortable because we feel the guilt when we come home and we know our dogs have been in distress. You know, regardless of, of the other repercussions that can come from that, from neighbours or from complaints or destruction of the home, and most of it comes from the way we feel about the way our dogs felt. And not everyone has that. I I think some people are oblivious to it, which is, you know, the saying, ignorance is bliss. I think they just don't even, they aren't even aware, it hasn't even crossed their mind that their dog might have been distressed. And I think some people just have this idea that they'll get better over time, they'll get used to it if they, they continually get left. And maybe someone told them once that, that that is what works, you know, we shut them away and they're okay because sometimes it does. Occasionally you will get a, a situation where that, that makes it okay, but that can also cause big problems, you know, it's, it depends and that's why we want to do it by the book. We want to do it right and we want to put our dogs through as less stress as possible. And that's, I think that's what makes you know, you, if you're thinking, okay, that's me, I think that's what makes you a wonderful person because you're, you're thinking so much about your dog and how they feel and you want them to just not go through, through any stress or trouble, which is lovely, really. But it takes its toll on us. And sometimes it's okay to say, do you know what, I just need, I just need a second do you know what, I do just need to shut the door for this time and go out. 
even if it's just for a walk around the block, but you're literally going crazy, if you ever have to do that, I don't think you should beat yourself up for it. Yes, it might set you back a bit if you've got on a good training plan. Yeah, it could cause your dog slight distress for a while. As long as you're not prolonging it to an extreme situation, you know, where your dog's going to injure themselves or or you're doing it for a long period of time, if it's going to help you and your mental health, then I feel like it could help your dog ultimately because sometimes we just we just need that break. And obviously I'm not saying go beat your dog up or anything like that or run to your first aversive tool. I'm just saying be aware of this, you know, be aware of that it does have more of an impact because we are putting all of our patients into it. We are trying to learn, we're trying to find another route which isn't as easily accessible as the routes we've already been given because I'd say there's, it's still coming along, you know, it's it's still slowly creeping in and if I look at the horse world, you know, the way we grew up with horses, I only recently, after training dogs in this way for so long, only look back on my my childhood with horses now and think, oh, I didn't even question that then. And I'm only just questioning it now, like the way we lift a horse's hoof to pick it out, for example. You just, you would lean on their legs so they'd give in to that pressure. And that was just, you know, I haven't even thought for a second of doing it any other way until someone I followed put up a video of of teaching them to do that like you know like I would teach a dog to do anything using choice and rewards for doing the right thing and I thought gosh I didn't even think of that and until I saw that video I would have still gone to pick up a horse's hoof by leaning on its leg because that's how ingrained it is in us that we have had this, you know, from childhood, that's just how it was done. You know, I only started to question things like, oh, why, maybe I could use a kinder bit. I always used to think that, why am I putting a big metal thing in my horse's mouth? Perhaps I could look for something kinder and we'd look for like apple flavoured soft bits and things. But that's because it was really obvious to me. But all the little things that I look at now just weren't because that's how it was done and that's how it's all ingrained into us now so this this kind of new idea that we're we're going down this lovely new path of understanding and connecting and trying to find the mutually beneficial behaviors i think it's so nice but it's not a path that's that well trodden so and it is still a bit of a fight sometimes so i think we have to admit that that does have a slight impact on the and the way we feel sometimes and on our mental health and that's what makes it a little bit harder and I think that's what adds to the guilt that that's what adds to this burden of trying to fight for it and can make it yeah can make it a little bit tougher so what I started doing a little while ago was I started to have new owner days like I'm a brand new dog owner and I don't know much and I just do I think back to a time when I was like that and I go for a walk and I stop thinking about other people's dogs I stop looking around the park and going oh that dog looks distressed oh that oh that play's not very constructive oh that dog doesn't want to be here I stop doing that and I stop stressing about my dog and thinking oh 
someone's going to run up to him or that dog's over there looks like he's looking over and he's not got a lead on and he looks a little out of control and he's going to rough up my dog or you know all the things that we think oh, what triggers are going to pop up this I stop thinking about that stop thinking about I'm going to feel judged if, if he barks or he's going to be stressed if he barks and he's going to be trigger stacked I just think like an ignorant owner I like to call it and I just walk and I just think, I just change the way I think about it all. And I think, oh, look, those dogs are playing. That's so cool. Look, they're having a great time. Oh, look, my dog is running over there. Oh, look at that guy over there looking at my dog. And I just, I know it's, I know it's basically impossible, but it's just, I try to have a walk where I stop stressing about it. And I stop thinking so deeply about the way he feels or, you know, what, what impact this is having and it's really important because we also have to remember that we can't wrap our dogs up in Cottonwall. And we can't wrap our kids up in Cottonwall. Oh my goodness, I so want to. Um, you know, when I, I'm like a bag of nerves at every soft play or something and I, I want to be like, oh, don't play with that kid, he, he looks a bit rough or this kid is mean, get away from them. But you can't, she has to, my daughter has to play with children that might not be nice to her, that that tell her they don't want to play with her when she goes over and asks them to play. And sometimes kids are going to be rough with her and she has to be able to take that. And we we have to let that happen to a point. Otherwise, yeah, we want to reduce stress where we can with our dogs and we want to help them out. But when we're socialising and when we're, you know, get getting puppies used to the world, we can't remove all stress and all frustration. And we shouldn't really, because we think of cortisol as a bad thing because when they're stressed, oh, their cortisol levels need to come down or their cortisol levels are raised. And it has a really negative idea in our mind. But actually, it's it's the superhero that fights stress. Cortisol is is the good guy that comes in and helps stress. And if we if we allow them to have a little bit of stress, then cortisol builds up that, their own muscles so he gets used to coming in. He comes in and he protects, you know, brings that stress down and he, he, he manages that situation. So we don't want to make him not be there at all because he's going to get lazy and he's not going to appear and, and he's not going to work that muscle. So every time they get stressed and cortisol comes in and they deal with that situation, that's going to make them better to deal with the next stressful situation. Which is hard. It's hard for us to watch and sometimes hard for us to deal with if we can't reduce that stress. But it's a normal, natural thing that has to happen. What we do want to reduce is chronic stress and no time in between that where our dogs or our children are constantly stressed and they can't get out of that situation because that's when it starts to become toxic for them. So this was, yeah, this was just my my weekly ponderings on why I think it can sometimes be a little bit harder for some people and I think it, it uh, impacts those who care the most. So I think recognise that in yourself and know that if you're finding it hard, if you are finding it impacts your mental health, then be aware that 
that that's a sign that you're a really lovely person, a really good person, and you really, really dedicate your life to your dog. But also let it be a little signal to you that you might need to give yourself extra. You need to recognise that, that you are that kind of person and help yourself with whatever you, whatever works for you, you know, extra self-care or therapy or spending more time voicing it to friends. But it's never a shame to get help. You know, it's, I think... Even there's lots of access now to just talking to people, you know, you've got apps and stuff and better help and things like that. And it's becoming more and more night. It's becoming more open that talking to people is the norm and getting therapy doesn't mean you're crazy or you're, you're weird. It's actually a normal, natural thing. And yeah, it's something I've dabbled in as well, because I want to be the best version of myself because yeah I'm I'm a role model now so to my daughter I need to and I want to give her the best of me and work through perhaps past issues that that I might have had or that doesn't always make me the best person you know so I want to work through those and and see how I can open up and be my best self so I can show her that and I also want her to know that getting help, asking for help, being really open about feelings and talking about them is so important and essential to, I think, getting through life is just to accept it. You know, I, we, we always talk about our feelings about, oh, I feel frustrated. I have to go and take a breath. You know, that's OK. It's it's, my, it's something I'm working on. You, It's not you got something you've done to make me feel that. And I think that's really, you know, it's really important that we admit that and that we we do seek help and we do talk to people because if we are that way inclined and we are doing all this positive stuff and we're doing all this patience and that can push us to our very limits and it can also bring up stuff, I think, in, in ourselves because we're usually, we're often doing it as well to, to break a, a chain perhaps or to change some of the traumas we might have had or we might have seen with animals or with people so I think you know we just really need to be open and honest with ourselves too and say do you know what I'm finding this hard I need to do x y and z to help me fix that so give yourself a little bit of love if you feel you need it it might be a nice warm hot bath this might be the push to just book a session and talk to someone but or get yourself a facial or something like that but this is your this is your signal to take care of yourself today you do an amazing job for your dog already so your dog is talking through me and says do something nice for yourself get it booked in <laughs>